Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Sill, and we lost. So get ready, because this one's not going to be <coughs> fun. <laughs> I'm joined by my brothers, Black Mountain and the Legend. Yep. Uh, I knew we were going to lose this game. Yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, I felt it the whole week. I well, why didn't you say week. something? Because you can't put that energy out in the universe. Well, you can't keep it inside of you. Well, it was there, and I was trying to hide it. You know, I had dark energy too. You want to you you yeah. want to go back to my to my stories here? Yeah. There uh. first there was Bobby the Uber driver who who. I lent, I didn't loan, I gave him some clothes that I had gotten uh, for free. They were, a, it was a box of like game-worn Packers garb uh-huh. uh, that they wear on the sidelines and it was an auction item that was in my possession. It was all very big and Bobby was very big, so I give Bobby the clothes. Guess what? Bobby's like, there's like a 4% chance that Bobby's not racist. <laughs> Bobby's like anything you need, let me know. And you need help with any of these hood rats around the neighborhood? I know, I know. I you know, let me know if you need. Us. God damn it! Just get Packers clothes to a fucking. <sighs> yep. You know, and what... then um, that uh, that guy who is related to Vince Lombardi. I don't know. Just uh. Not a good feeling about him either. Dude, you were doing everything you could this last week. I was trying to, to win the game. You were trying to win that. We were all trying to win the game. But it was all natural, you know? Like, I wanted I to give that guy... jumped into the we won the game segment already. Yeah, well, we're kind of... By the way, that, that robot that you hear talking, that's Andrew Sill. You never introduced him. Yes, I did. I said I'm joined by my brothers. I always say I'm joined by my brothers. I'm always joined by my brothers. No, you started out, said, and I'm joined by my... Yeah, you introduced me. No, I didn't. You introduced I, introduced, the... I said I'm joined by my brothers. God. Anyway. You didn't even play the song. Well, there that was no your music. suggestion, so don't fucking bring <laughs> that on me now, Andrew. Like we didn't talk uh, about it pre-production. God. <laughs> It's okay, man. Like, it's fitting. Everything sucks. It's supposed to suck. We lost. It's terrible. We didn't want it to be. You know where it really... I thought we were going to lose, too. Where it really sunk in for me... Where? Was when I got called a dusty ape. (laughs) That That was the beginning of the end for me. I was like... I can't come back from this. Yeah. We're, there's nothing in that I have to be able to fight. How are the Packers supposed to, And that's when I really started feeling it, I think. That's when, that's when I... Like, there was... I think there was the first wave of, like, oh, these motherfuckers on Twitter, these mean bully assholes. It's a bully fight. And I felt like yeah. fighting. First of all, who called you a dusty ape and why? Oh, I don't. I can't remember his name. Yeah, no, there's. All on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, but he was like, he was taking it to Peter, and Peter was like, "Help me!" And I was like, "You know, man, like he kind, <laughs> he, gotcha. he kind of got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> I just stuck you to the wall on that one. Love to have your back, 
and I will, but and I did. I I called him fucking millennial Holden Caulfield, which I I thought was the best thing that I could come up with. Yeah, it was okay. I think it was okay, but I mean that was funnier than his first one. His first one was still funny though. Well, if you can't remember it, it's not going to make for good podcasting. Well, his first one was it came out of nowhere, and it, it talked about how, uh, oh, I was making fun of people because they were being assholes and calling people ugly, and it, someone had a Colin Kaepernick uh, jersey in their, in their <laughs> yeah. avatar, and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> I remember when Colin Kaepernick one time called that woman a spaghetti a spaghetti face bitch, and then he was like, and then he said something that was like, I don't know what that means, but that's funny. <laughs> spaghetti face. It was rude. It was like it wasn't nice. Like I don't know. It just seems like below the belt. But like, do you go home and look in the mirror and you go? No, you don't do that, but like you the impression the hurtful it's not hurtful. Like did you go home and look in the mirror and say, Wow, I do look like a dusty ape? Well that's the thing, it's like it it hits, like that one definitely hits. You might not be like you're gonna be like, Why did he say spaghetti face? That doesn't make sense. And then you don't get it, and then you feel stupid. <laughs> you know? Like, then it's even worse. Look, we're all so sensitive nowadays about what we say about people. You can't talk about people's looks. You can't talk about people's anything. And that's fine, and that's good. That's probably the right way to trend with the way we treat other people. But you still got to be able to talk some kind of shit. And calling somebody spaghetti face when it makes no sense is kind of fantastic workaround. Okay, but anyway, the response that Peter was talking about was like, I don't know why he would say that, but uh, you're... you're No, he said, why would Colin... Why did Colin Kaepernick say that? I don't know your mammy or your grandmammy, but he was definitely right when he called your grandma a spaghetti face bitch. No, it was like herpes mouth. Oh, Yeah, yeah. There was like a lot more to it that was... Yeah. It was potent. Yeah. A lot. And talk shit on Twitter, go figure. Yeah, well Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was I told him I was like, you know what, that's funny, but you just asked why he would say that. And he said, No, you dusty ape. It's about uh noting before a co- accord. No, it was it was a note of something or no, it was it was like a question a question before noting a chord, something like that. And I jumped on that phrasing because that is fucking some writerly pompous phrasing that yeah. no one would actually use. Anyway, it's We're not back and forth podcast. We're sorry to waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry to waste your time. It's what Aaron Rodgers said. Kind of like that game. <laughs> uh, I didn't feel good the whole week, dude. I like, I kept thinking every night before I went to bed, like trying to tune Aaron back in. 
I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel like he was going to come out. He looked ready. Game day, he looked ready. He had, I mean, what? He was like 30 of 36 for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Like, yeah. Aaron wasn't the problem. No, he wasn't the problem. He did just not grab a snap. That sucked. But yeah, he was great that was when he actually so got the ball released. That was like Ripkowski fumbling the ball in Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, it was the same exact thing. It was just like we couldn't stop the Kyle Shanahan. That was Kyle Shanahan offensive coordinating that game. There's also so. Matt LaFleur, quarterback coaching that dude. I hope that Kyle Shanahan's wife leaves him. I fucking don't like that guy. <laughs> I hope that he has serious problems in his life that are emotional because he's caused me serious emotional problems and Confucius say fucking he deserves some shit. Yeah. Dude, you saw you saw it in the game last year against us when they almost beat us when the nothing 49ers came out. It, like I knew right then With and there. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. I was like, dude, these guys are going to be good. Like Kyle Shanahan's going to have this team ready to play. Like yeah, you could tell he wanted to win that game, and he did a damn good job getting his team in position to do it. Yeah, he said, "Don't be that stupid." And I was really hoping they were going to be that stupid. Yeah, I know. I was like, "Oh, come on, Nick Bosa! I know you're that stupid." <laughs> uh, this game, to me, this game was all about the coaching, though. Honestly, like, I went from. Zero percent wanting Mike Patton fired to like probably sixty seventy five percent. I'm getting wanting. more sold on that by the minute because Mike Patton doesn't. I don't see him as a guy who's like gonna evolve. Like he doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem like he's gonna try and evolve his scheme and be evolutionary. Like so, this is it for him. Like, he's just going to get his ass handed to him every time we play the 49ers, and that doesn't fly. Go get a job in the AFC or some shit. He's a good He's a good coach. He turned our defense from one beatable form into apparently another. Uh, I want someone new and fresh and aggressive. And, like, actually can aggressive. Can bring somebody in that can teach us how to tackle? Wade Phillips. We never tackle. We just never tackle. I mean, Wade Phillips has been a name that's mentioned, but if you look at St. Louis or Los Angeles's defense this year, you don't want yep. that guy either. But if you look at the defense that he's that he's coached for the last three, four, he had five Aaron years. Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and fucking couldn't. Hold the Seahawks under yeah, 40 points. But he also had Clay Matthews. Like, that was their... Clay Matthews had some sacks, man. Like, Clay yeah, Matthews was having... Yeah, way more out of Clay Matthews than we were ever thinking about. Exactly. He got more out of Clay <laughs> Matthews than we ever did. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, I... I think, like, I'm not ready to sit here and say, like, who the next guy is. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, can you beat Kyle Shanahan with Mike Patton ever? Probably not. Because this... is that as, So is that a scheme thing, or is it a personnel thing? Do we not... How is it a personnel thing? 
All right. Uh, How do we not have the okay, personnel right, no, no, to defend against the fucking because run? What, because what have Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith done to show that they can defend the run? We have Dean They're, Lowry and Tyler Lancaster and Montrevious Adams and these guys that are yeah. supposed to be playing this position. To, like, you the run... You, who okay. you just said? Here, Dean Lowry, is, Tyler Lancaster, and Montrevious Adams. Dom Capers never bled that much to a run okay. game. And okay. Dom Capers had much worse defenses. Much worse defenses. Yeah, but he also bled somewhere. He bled. He, he bled in the soft him. zone, and but it, if you're bleeding, I don't want you either way. Like to me, this was so. It was. It's the stopping the run is mission one A. Of defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and Mike Patton Especially came in. Is and Mike Patton came in, and he said it was mission one B because. With defending the, you have to defend the pass because you lose either way. But if you can't defend the pass, you lose faster. Well, guess what? We lost about as fast as you fucking can against the run. And that, like, it to me, defending the run is a matter of personnel and idea. Like, are you putting? Are you, you have NFL athletes? Are you putting enough athletes in the space where they need to be to make a play? And he just continually chose to not do that. Yeah, and it's it not- was it was really frustrating after after that first run on third and eight. Remember when they ran the ball on third and eight for a touchdown for a fucking touchdown? Yeah, it was like I was like, that's not the last time you're gonna see that. They're, yeah, they're just gonna do that. You cannot just let them do that. And it was the same thing. I remember the point thing, in the game where right? they had six throws, and I was like, I don't really expect another one at this point. Why would they? Yeah. No. Then the they had the two more. Against us? You don't need to at all. Yep. Yeah. Now we're the risk. Just run it up our fucking throats because we can't stop it until we can put you three and out on runs, which I don't think we ever did. Yeah, they didn't even run a draw. They just ran on third and eight. Like, that's the most disrespectful shit I've ever seen. And they fucking scored on it. Yep. Like, that play was like... That was like Kyle Shanahan nicely telling Matt LaFleur that he needs to fire Mike Patton. It's like, this is the way that I can tell you, you gotta get this guy out of here because it's fucking third down and eight and we're facing field goal or touchdown range, and I don't give a fuck that we're eight yards from the first down because I know we can get that with this, what was it, uh, a handoff? Yeah. To the left side. No, it was it was up the middle, and it was because we put Zadarius Smith in the middle, and they knew exactly what to do. Like, for all of fucking Mike Pettin's gaming with Zadarius Smith, moving him around... He was like, okay, you're going to put him at the middle, and he's going to rush the passer because that's what you're planning to do. I'm just going to run right by him. And at that point, you have to think, oh, shit, he's got my fucking number. We have to figure something out right now. That was the whole whole thing was like every adjustment. It's like Kyle Shanahan just scouted himself and was like, "What would I do against us if this was if this was how I got beat last time?" Well, I'd make X Y Z adjustments. Let's counterpunch that, 
And it's like he knew what LaFleur and Patton were going to do mm-hmm. and just fucking anticipated the next punch and did exactly what he needed to do to make us look like assholes. We looked like assholes. Like, everyone who thought the Packers could win this game looks like an asshole. <laughs> no. Dude, how, like, how can you be that ill-prepared? After that having happened, after getting embarrassed already on national television. When you had two weeks to prepare for that game. So it's like, obviously there is some part of your process that isn't working. It's not like, oh, we just need to do our process. It's like, no, last time you did your process, it it resulted in you getting beat by 30. Do, like... Zag. Yeah, I I think of them like going back to that game plan. Like, you know, let's take a look at that game plan, week twelve, and then just sitting there staring at it for five hours and saying, "We had it right, man. (laughs) This is exactly what we're gonna do this time, but we're just gonna do it better." And they went out and they did it worse. Like, which was a worse beatdown, this game or that game? This game by a lot. Yeah. This game, right? Like, that game. Fi- no this final game. score aside, dude, they twenty-eight to nothing in the first half. Yeah, twenty-seven like, to nothing. At that, at some point in that game, you kind of entered a we've we're moving on to next week. Like, we're just gonna hunker down and get through this this fourth quarter. It's not worth it right now, right? And there was no option for that this week. That's why Aaron Rodgers just started th- chucking bombs. In the fourth quarter. Which was beautiful. Like, yeah. Those, those Why were... wasn't that the plan? Like, <laughs> yeah. Devontae, 65 yards through the air. Like, yeah. dial that one up, McCarthy. God. Yeah. Well, because for the first half, we were in dire needs to stick with the run. We didn't want to abandon the run. We didn't want to let the run get away from us. And in the second half, that was no longer an option. Yeah. So we had to just start chucking it, unfortunately, and also to great effect. Turns out maybe we should have. Maybe we should have run it better. Maybe we should. I mean, he also he also threw an interception doing that. So let's not let's not get carried away. But yeah, I mean, he did like that. Looked like a throw, a, a frustration throw. Yeah. Like he was just that interception it as far as he fucking could. He was like, "Fuck this." That was <laughs> Brett Favre in Oakland. Dad just died. I don't know about Brett Favre in Oakland. Maybe Brett Favre in Philly <laughs> in 03 when he lost his fucking mind and threw it a billion uh, feet in the sky to nobody. Oh, God. <laughs> Love that, going for it. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's back there like, oh, that one slipped. That one slipped. Just fucking hung up there. Dude, this... This game, like, you literally asked, was the season of failure if we lose 37 to 8? And I feel like we did. (laughs) Like, I feel like we lost 37 to 8, and then they just let us have 12 points. Yeah. No, we we lost 27 to 0. Yeah. Like, the game was over. All they had to do was keep running the ball. They were like, like... Guys, we're running the ball too well. Let's run it a little less well. (laughs) And just salt this game away. If we run it too much. Right. (sighs) 
So, I mean, it seems like you think that the season is a failure. It's not that I think the season is a failure. It's just like I really feel stuck behind the San Francisco 49ers. I feel like traffic stuck. Like, I don't know how we get around them. What is the plan? Like, it has to go all the way to the top. Like, Gutekunst needs to be trying to figure out how how do we counteract the things that they're doing. And it's not like, how do we guard Bosa? It's not one guy or anything. It's just like, they have a philosophy that kicks the shit out of us. Yeah, yeah. How do we figure, like, and I hate that it's speed. Because, like, isn't that what we've been working on the whole time since Gudikins took over for Ted? Like, wasn't Ted, like, God, if Gudikins' team was this slow against the 49ers, what would a Ted Thompson team look like No, be, with fucking more... Clay Matthews and Nick Perry still there and fucking... <laughs> well, we wouldn't be in the playoffs. We wouldn't have been 13-3. and three. It's, yeah. not, it's not speed that beat us. It, there's another word. It's... What is it? Tenacity, ferocity? Is it? Give a fucks. That's three words. No, it's all hyphenated. It's one word. Mm, okay. Absolutely. Um, I don't think it is give a fucks. I don't think it's give a fucks. I think give a fucks is about. Did you want? But like, it's how you show how those give a fucks come out. I think we had plenty of give a fucks. I think we had plenty of want and and yeah. Re- Blake Martinez in the locker room crying after the game and shit like Zadarius Smith crying after the win against Seattle and crying after the win against the Minnesota Lions. or yeah Minnesota. Dude, there. I mean, there was. Uh, you can tell Aaron wants this. You can tell it's what he wants. You can tell Jimmy Graham wanted it. Mercedes Lewis. Ever. You can tell Brian Balaga wanted it. It's just how do those get used? Where is the outlet for them? And how can that? You know, how can you keep driving that energy forward? I don't know if Matt LaFleur knew how to craft an underdog game plan of, like, how to go out swinging. Like, how you said we needed to just come in swinging. And I I really, like, you watch our first possession, it's like we start running all this short shit. And it was like, no, we need to win with Aaron Rodgers fucking Aaron Rodgersing all over their fucking asses. Yeah. And, like... And it's not just, like, don't run the ball. It's, like, don't have Aaron Rodgers throw little out passes to Devon. Like, have him attack down the field in a timely manner. Like, whatever. I think, dude, the the game plan was probably to go in and hang tough with him. Like, just be efficient, be effective with the ball. Move it downfield. Just one little play at a time, one little bit at a time. But the thing is, they just kept running the fucking ball on us. Like, our offense really wasn't even that bad in the first half. Yes, they were. It was, it, it was, it was not that bad. They there were zero. Two, there were two turnovers. We moved the ball. We, did, we didn't move we moved the, ball the ball once. Enough. 
We did. We definitely didn't. No. Yeah, it we was... got the ball down into their territory, <clears throat> and then we turned it over. And it, it no, it was it was sad. It was a sad. It was a sad offense that didn't turn on until midway through the third quarter or whatever. Yeah, the offense did zero to help the defense out in the first half. Yeah. But it was this slow, methodical approach that was was just weak. It was careful and cautious. It was. And right. I hope someone can say that to Matt LaFleur's face this offseason. I mean, it was bad. It was a really bad coaching job. It was pathetic. It was embarrassing. Down. It was like, like, how many high school teams watched this game and was like, that's our game plan. That's what we do. <laughs> we could beat the Packers. Like, fucking, like, just embarrassing. Yeah, it was a very flaccid effort. I hyped this game up so much. I was, I was, you know, going around school. Everybody in my school knew that I was a Packers fan. Mm-hmm. Is this the type of shame that you just don't recover from? Maybe. I mean, it's the type of shame that McCarthy's Packers didn't recover from in 16. This is what happened to them, and it never got better. The difference is this was our first our first go at it with this new kind of nucleus and this new brain trust and we are on an upward trajectory we literally we just have to get the fuck over this game and figure out how to i mean like it's kind of like week 13 <laughs> just fucking win in the draft like do the right shit or I guess in free agency, because that comes first. Everyone yeah. wants to hype up the draft, but free agency is way sooner. And do the right moves in free agency. Get some guys in here who can make, who can make plays, who can, who bring speed, who can make tackles. Like, so we got about thirty million to spare. I don't want to talk about that because I'm so bad at it. I feel like I'm not well, going to be smart. I mean, the idea is. We've got thirty million million to spare. We haven't locked up Bulaga. We haven't extended Kenny Clark. They, I mean, I I think the thing is, you can push money around, you can restructure contracts, and you can make enough money. But the biggest thing is Aaron Rodgers has two years left on his contract. Yep. And that's the way that I see it, and you guys can tell me differently if you want, but that's how much time this team has left. All of it. Zadarius, I don't know why you keep Zadarius around after Aaron Rodgers leaves. Preston, I think that's about how long their contracts are anyway. Well, they have three more years. They have three more years, right? So... This team as we know it, because you're you're not going to get another quarterback to come in, and I don't think do you do you extend do you extend Aaron Rodgers? I think if Aaron like listen if it it all depends how this next year or two goes and how Aaron looks in those next two years. We don't have to answer those questions yet. We you you know you have two years of Aaron. 
you know you're at least get, you're getting a guy who can compete. I think he showed I thought he was at his best physically in the playoffs. Yeah. We we saw the best physical Aaron Rodgers that we've seen since the second collarbone injury in the playoffs. Yep. In Seattle. And I think, I, no, and in San Francisco. Yeah. I think the throws he was making were were all you could ask for. Except I mean that that throw to Devontae was oh, as, that was a that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Dude. That's as good of a deep ball as you can see. Sixty True, but he also chunked some short shit into the ground. Yeah, there's uh, some weird shit. And you know, maybe that's intentional. He was not on fire like he was with Seattle. Not even close. I think he was close. I think it was just like he was he was a fucking fire in a hurricane. He was a campfire in a hurricane. And it was like yeah, dude. I mean that that defense is good. They know what they're doing. Like, remember that fucking throw to? Was it the throw to Jimmy Graham down the seam that was just covered? off the guy's shoulder? Yeah, yeah, that was perfect. Covered perfectly. Yeah, that was a great throw. Like they, just... they just had guys at every level getting it done. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was you couldn't. They were stopping you at every level. It was fucked up. It was bullshit. I really hope I, just, my, I, I really hope Mahomes fucking Air fucking the shit out of improv bullshits this fucking way through their hearts. I want to I want to see them hit with some humanity, some human fucking football play. I mean, I'd rather I don't know. It sucks cuz that's not going to take away what they did to us. It does though. Okay. I mean, the last two we teams... We still have to fight... We, have, we still have to see him next year. Yeah, the last two teams that beat us in the NFC Championship lost the Super Bowl, just saying. In horrific fashion both times. So, And that did help it. That does help us get less shit talk to us. Notice how Seattle wasn't bringing up 2014. I saw a little meme. It was, you know, the, the muscular black guy and muscular white guy that are... Yeah. It was like... Packers fans, Seahawks fans, not talking about the end of the 2014 playoffs is what they agree on. (laughs) And, I mean, the same is true of the Falcons. (laughs) I remember tweeting during the the Falcons Super Bowl, like, oh, they blew us out and they blew the Patriots out, so we're as good as the Patriots. And then the Patriots came back and won. It's like, well, okay, we're not as good as the Patriots. Uh, But... I and that phrase "not as good" is what's going to lead us to this next conversation. Um, part of the conversation, which should tell you like how well planned out we are. But going in, we said if we lose to the 49ers, it's as simple as we're not as good. And at the end of the day, it was very simple that we were not as good of a team as them. And I'm very frustrated because I feel like we were not as good of a team because of our coaching and not because of our players. And I don't know if our players were as good, but I know our coaching wasn't as good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I, <clears throat> that's where I'm at with, like, I'm. did we deserve to be Super Bowl champions this year? No. No, we didn't. We could have if we had played way differently, <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't, so it's fine. 
We gotta, you Did gotta... you not see all of the analytics? <laughs> yeah, does, it, does this mean that the Vikings are better than us? No, it means <laughs> that we're better... Like, that, that means that we're better than the 49ers. Because if you're just judging 49ers Packers by two data points, the two final scores not of their games, not a lot, not a lot to go off of here. <laughs> I still, I let me let me adjust. I don't want to kill that guy, but I will say I will give a thousand dollars to anyone who does kill him. I will give you a thousand dollar bounty for killing the dude that tweeted that to me. What if there's a guy that go like a hitman that goes through podcasts just listening to see if there's anyone? There's usually some good hits put out on these podcasts. Especially the ones that no one listens to. They figure they can get away with these that shit. These are the most murdering. <laughs> they don't even know these exist. Yeah, imagine trying to argue that we're better than San Francisco. That's what the Vikings' argument is against us. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I mean, like, uh, we did we beat the Minnesota Vikings twice. We, like, we definitely beat them twice. Okay. We, I know where you're going got, with this. Let yeah. me let me amend your first statement before we you continue. We got our stomach pulled out through our b-holes. <laughs> we... We, by the 49ers dingers. We outscored the Vikings 21 to 0 in the first game. We outscored the Vikings What was it? 23 to 0 or 20 to 0 in the second game? Like we, were down we pulled their b-hole out through their dinger too. We just or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> we just like not as far and not as like aggressively or like we put it back like i don't know it was but we we owned them we could play the vikings for hours and never lose that's how i felt and that's how the 49ers should feel about us when you beat a team twice you fucking own that team and no analytic is gonna any any analytic that shows you otherwise is fucking wrong like, a head-to-head game is such a valuable measurement of who's a better football team. <laughs> it, it really is. The only one that matters. And we were better in September, and we were better in December, and we were better when it was, like, a fresh start and didn't really matter, and we weren't familiar, and we was better when we had a bunch of film, and it was a super important critical game. And, like... In Minnesota? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even... I'm not even arguing that. I'm not even I'm not even going to argue that we're better than the Vikings. We just were. There's nothing that says we weren't. And if there is a thing that says we weren't, it's a wrong thing. But therein lies a lot of shit because any team can beat any other team. And, you know, there's that wheel that always comes around every season where every team has beaten every other team eventually. And, like, some teams just have other teams' numbers, and it turns out that San Francisco definitely has our number in the same way that we definitely had Minnesota's number. Yeah, but there's if not a we wheel of... to make this run and avoid San Francisco, we still could have won the Super Bowl. There's not a wheel of teams that have beaten each other twice. True. Absolutely. Because you, you beat only someone... each other 
and mostly. here's the thing especially if you've already beaten somebody once they really fucking want to beat you we got better second games from every team we faced we got a pretty equal game from the Lions both times no we were not down by 17-3 to to the Lions in the first game up. we weren't but we were never as far behind as we were in that It so, was not so. Easy. Are the Packers a fraudulent thirteen and three team? Fuck yeah! <laughs> God, we were like nine and seven at best. Very <laughs> uh, that doesn't matter because we won the games. We did. We won them. Yeah, no, dude. It was a fraudulent league. It was a weak league. It was a weak league. Like so. It, yeah, hell yeah, we were every bit of thirteen and three. If that league made us thirteen and three, then it's not our fault; it's the league's fault. Literally, the Forty ers were good. The Ravens were good, as long as you didn't try to run the ball against them. And the, the Saints. As long as they got their quarterback. The Saints were good and the Chiefs were good. That's it. Chiefs, as long as they had their quarterback. Guys, I really hope Andy Reid gets a Super Bowl win. I do too. That guy, because that guy is fucking. He's made fun (laughs) of so much, but he's smart. And I don't want to, like. I would. I really don't want to face a Mahomes who's like Super Bowl title starved. Like I want him to get his little ego inflation the way Aaron did, so he can lose for the next eight years, <laughs> and we can sneak in and get one. Well, that's the only place that I think Aaron Rodgers is probably ever going to see Pat Mahomes is in the Super Bowl. Yep. At this point, yeah. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, he could get he could get one more go around, but it would be like, Mm-mm. you know, you would you'd know you wouldn't. Two years. Aaron Rodgers has two years left in Green Bay. Maybe. I mean, he think? might get extended. Yep. I think Aaron Rodgers has two. I think this team. I think they're going all in these next two years. I think free agency is going to be exciting again. Because I think that's it. I don't I think this team. I don't do you think, think Rodgers moves on, or do you think Rodgers calls it quits? I don't know about that. I feel like I still don't really know who Aaron Rodgers is and like what he's about. I think he might just call it quits, or he might go yeah. play in L.A. for one season or Las Vegas or some shit. I, I think it would be hard. I, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing him like move up and go somewhere else. I don't think he's that competitive that he's like addicted to the game. I yeah. think he, he he wants to be better than any everyone else. And if he's not, then there's not a reason for him to do it. I can yeah, see I that. I think he's got enough other interests that he would have no problem going and just being better at something else that he's more apt to be better at. I mean, he said this year, he was like, this year it became fun again. 
So it that's weird. It hasn't been fun for a while. And like you can tell there's there's a little bit of a difference. I feel like rather than being pissed off like Aaron Rodgers when he was losing, how pissed off he would get. He doesn't he's not like that anymore. He doesn't, well, he doesn't get all lose grumpy. very much anymore. But he, this last game, this 49ers game, it like it didn't I seem didn't like watch he his was press fr- conference. Yeah. I mean, it didn't seem like he was frustrated on the field as he has been in the past. Through the second half of the season, everybody kept looking for him to find a chip to have on his shoulder because everybody knows he's better with a chip on his shoulder, but I think he's kind of beyond that now. I don't think think he can be affected in that way anymore. I just hope we stop looking for catchphrases. Yeah. Right? That got really exhausting. It's Mm -hmm. like... I've been saying, man. You have like, been. It's fun, but Jesus. Do we really need a catchphrase to win a fucking football game? No. How about Go Pack Go? Yeah, the 49ers didn't have a catchphrase. Their catchphrase was Don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that stupid to think that a catchphrase will help you. It's lazy comedy, it's lazy football preparation. Right. So, can Matt LaFleur lead a team to the Super Bowl? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Sure. Which team? The the Packers. Andrew, he he coaches the Packers. That's true. What are you looking forward to most about this offseason? Free agency and the draft and OTAs. That's just like the next three things. (laughs) I know. Uh, Nothing. I'm looking forward to the start of the next season. No, I... I, Yeah, this is the thought I can't get out of my mind now. I really think like... I was thinking about this earlier today. I think, like, this, these last two years are the end of an era. I, we are not Garen, guaranteed. Garen Rodgers. Yeah, we are not guaranteed another Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't know if that's even possible. Yeah. You know? I mean, it is, but. Like, we could Absolutely. be in for a dark period in Packer football. Ryan Tannehill after Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Nah, I don't see it. Here's no, I I I agree like it is it is definitely getting to the end of the Favre Rodgers era of the Packers. Like there was so much there was enough crossover between Favre and Rodgers to where it did just feel like a blending of of eras, right? Yeah. There was continuity the whole time. Um Donald Driver. Yeah, uh, and Greg Jennings, Mark Tauscher, fucking Charles Woodson, Scott Wells, like fucking McCarthy, like there's a lot. Uh, uh, but the the stakes the stakes are really high, and we're we're running out of chances. We're running out of time. It has to be a push these next two years. We have to get the right pieces. Who is who is the piece that you think would have made the difference this year? Let's fucking not let's fucking continue dwelling in the failure of the moment. Uh, Devin Bush. 
Devin Bush. Yep. Drafting Devin Bush instead of Rashawn Gary. Yep. Rashawn Gary didn't do shit. Not a bust. We're not that like we talked about him developing. We're not at Bust City yet, but Devin Bush wasn't a bust. Yeah, Devin Bush wasn't available. Yeah, he wasn't available. The Devins were off the board. Devins were off. uh, Yeah, I don't think there was. uh, And then so Devin White, Devin Bush. Was there anyone else that was a... Like an inside linebacker? Yeah. No. I don't think there was anyone no. else. It was the Devons and then... But we, the like... last about eight white receivers we drafted that all went fucking belly up. MBS played one snap this game. Yeah. Damn. Equinemius didn't play at all. Equinemius blew up. Jamon got cut. That's tough. You you, you go zero for three in the wide receiver draft. That's tough. Yeah. It's been a while since we drafted somebody that was really viable. But I don't we see picked up these guys who are just slightly viable. Alan Lazard, we're trusting to be our number two. Who the fuck is that guy? Oh here? no, that's that is I appreciate not. Him, but come on, there is zero percent chance that going into next year. Alan Lazard is the number two. There is I, a there is a decent chance though that Lazard ends up the number two at the end of next year. Because I think he's pretty talented and he actually started to become pretty reliable you, down the stretch. Yeah. I don't know what he does for getting open, but he's six foot five, so he's kinda always open. Yeah. Like you gotta yeah. figure out how to use a guy like that. And yeah, okay. I think he's a great number three. I think it's a terrible number two. I think he's a great number four. I think he's a fine number three, and I think he is a bad number two. Yeah. Yeah. He's so a very uh, bad yeah. Number two. Who knows? By Stop the kicking the table. Whatever. The, by the end of next year, yes, he could be a number two if he really emerges and comes on. But there's zero percent chance that you go into the year with Alan Lazard. I think you need so, a free agent and a draft pick. I think I think you need a veteran too. I think you need a veteran that comes in that doesn't have to, like, build all this chemistry. There's someone yeah. that just kind of gets it. Yep. Aaron Rodgers needs someone that just kind of gets it. So, like, I'd let's rather take a high draft pick on a tight end and take a free agent as a wide receiver. At 30, you might be able to get, like, so these are the things that are, I think, going to be available at 30. I think you could possibly get the second or third best tight end in the draft. You could, which we almost kind of did. Jay Sternberger was... There's nothing that says Jay Sternberger won't do well. Like, remember, he was on IR for the first part of the season. He came in. He's done his job. He's gotten opportunities. He caught a touchdown. Yeah, he's got a defense. And I'm not going to say that, you know, tight end isn't a need. It is a need. I do like like this question. Who are the guys that you think would have made a difference? Like Noah Fant was there at twelve. At twelve, Noah Fant could have could have. I don't think he would have been a difference maker. I like the idea of Emmanuel Sanders because I really think that he and the butterfly effect there could have could have made some impact. Yeah, not not just the idea of having Emmanuel Sanders, but like if the Forty Niners don't have Emmanuel Sanders and we do, does one game move? Yes. To put us into the one Emmanuel seed. Emmanuel Sanders won one game for them. 
So uh, yeah. so that puts them into the two seed. Yeah. That puts us into the one seed. All of a sudden, this game's at Lambeau. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, they don't have Emmanuel Sanders. Maybe we're more focused on how can we stop their running game than we were when we had to deal with Kittle and Sanders and right. Debo Samuel coming on as well. Emmanuel so. Sanders is also a dude in the locker room that'll just get loud, and that Aaron would have been fine with him having a voice. Yep. It. Yeah, he's a big one. That's I think a, that's an energy that you can't account for. Tyron Matthew is another one that I think of. Of would he have made the difference in safety if we have Tyron Matthew instead of Adrian Amos well, yeah. or instead of Darnell Savage? Adrian Amos, when did he go out in that game? Pretty early, and I don't remember. And that's that's bad because we didn't have any safeties that right. were making any sort of plays on the ball. Darnell Savage yeah, was playing Raven center fielder. Bad when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Raven Green <laughs> could have come in and played some safety. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Largely mishandled. Yeah, we didn't. It... Do you feel secure at safety? I feel okay at safety. I feel good at safety. You think I like, like to run it back another year with Raven Green in the whole year and see what happens? I mean, I'm not gonna go get super excited about Raven Green. Like, I'm not either. You no, think, I don't think he's the answer, but I think if he can come in and give guys a rest for a couple plays and people are more fresh, I think he can help things and change things a little bit. Well, safety is not really a position where that happens, is it? I always see safeties as like 100% of snaps kind of guys because a lot of times they just kind of float into the back back of the secondary and chill there and don't get thrown at, and that's a that's a play for a safety. It's kind of like playing outfield. Like Sometimes yeah. you see these guys run all over the field, but a lot of times they just kind of stand there and then nothing happens. Plus they're not heavy guys. Yeah. Earl Thomas, you think Earl Thomas makes a difference in this game? In this season, yeah, I think he. I think he makes a difference in this season. I think uh-huh. if we go Earl Thomas, don't sign Amos, run back there with Raven Green and Earl Thomas. Raven Green avoids injury because he's not playing the heavy hitting linebacker position. We have a different type of secondary. I don't think we're going to have another 13-3 and three season next year and be a two-seed, but if we're a three or four-seed, if we can win the division again, I think we got as much of a chance as anybody. I I think the division is ours for the taking next year. I don't yeah, see absolutely. Minnesota getting any better. No, I'm not scared of Minnesota or Chicago next year. Definitely not against the Lions. We win the division, we've got another chance. Yeah. I think we should beat everybody, except for San Francisco. We'll be fifteen and one. And somebody will pop up and punch us in the mouth, and we'll lose that. We play New Orleans next year, and we play. Oh yeah, we should lose to New Orleans. Philadelphia. New Orleans will be real interesting next year. No, New Orleans. I have a feeling they're on their way out. They might be. Is Drew Brees coming back? I don't know. Probably. He always comes back. He's got nothing better to do. Still wants to win a Super Bowl. Still thinks he can. Isn't giving up. Uh, he took a picture with Trump. Yep. Fuck 
that guy. I used to respect him a lot more than I do now. It's one of those weird things because it's like, you know, maybe the president of the United States asked you to come take a picture with him. And it's like kind of one of those obligations that you have. I'd like that, but it's not even like that anymore. Like, I could see, like, George Bush. Yeah, I don't know. George Bush, like, started a fucking war. Yeah. Like, very poorly started a war. Like, that would be really fucking hard to. I don't know. I'm just a I'm just a dang Democrat. <laughs> I'm just a dude. And on that note, we'll end our season of. That didn't make you guys laugh. That I wanted to end by talking about George Bush. But what I mean, what are we gonna end talk? How are we gonna wrap this up? We're over an hour, for yeah, fuck's sake. Know. And this isn't even fun to listen <laughs> to. Like, this is, this, this is... This is all bummer hunting. Bummer hunting. Just fucking find the bummer. That sucks. But you know what? The season was fucking awesome. We should do another one next week and talk about how fun the season was instead of how much this moment sucks. Because we're real close to this moment. And we all feel profoundly like this right now sucks. And I feel like a week removed, we're going to be like, man, this season was fucking great. Because you know what? This season was fucking great. It really was. We had no right to be this good. It was. We were really fucking good in a lot of times and a lot of positions and against a lot of teams. I mean, it was fun just winning again. Like, I missed winning, and I missed the feeling of, like, win. Like, we had a we had a three, a four, and a five-game win streak, and that was nice. Yeah, we swept the fucking division. Swept the division. But but we also got the brakes beaten off us. I'd be, I'd be down to do a fun hunt podcast, like a yeah, memory podcast. We got the brakes beaten off us by one team. Let's just do a podcast next week where we pretend the 49ers don't exist. It'll be great. Do you guys remember that in 1999 uh, when the the Jerry Rice fumble, Terrell Owens catch happened? Yep. And we just oh, paraded around. Down. We just went around the house saying that we won. Do you guys remember that? Yep. Yep. We're, and was I right? Did we watch that on Mom and Pop's TV in the bedroom? Like that's, I remember watching it on the TV that they had just put into their bedroom. They didn't just put that into their bedroom. Yes, they did. No. But it was, I mean. Because I remember watching uh, Jordan's final game with the Bulls on that TV. Oh, wow. Well, that would have been, that would have been like the summer before. Yeah. So it's not just. Okay, so ninety eight, and then ninety nine. Yeah, January ninety nine. By the way, yeah, ninety eight. It's the ninety eight playoff. Ninety eight playoff game. You've yeah. been. I tried to cl- ever since I clarified that I've started using the opposite form of reference. <laughs> so.
see what people are tweeting. <laughs> what? Are you live tweeting this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to quote Amy Trask, <laughs> Bugs Bunny me, Jeff, the sleepy nod. Um... The season was fun. The ending sucked. It was demoralizing. And now we have a long way to go before we're back. And I... Uh, would you... We play the 49ers next year. Do you want to do that early in the season, middle of the year, or late in the season? Early. Early? Where it's it doesn't matter be, and we don't have to think about it. It's going to be a middle game. I want to I see that yard stick immediately. So we have throughout the trading deadline and throughout our entire fucking season like week three or earlier preferably no i'd say week five week five to to ten because i don't want to play the super bowl champion san francisco 49ers before week five and then in december when they're getting hot again no, but I want to play the Super Bowl losing San Francisco 49ers. But that's not going to happen. Yes, it is. Fuck them. They're not that good. Yeah, but our life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so They're not that good. They're going to lose this fucking Super Bowl. They're not as good as we made them look. They're just our particular fucking kryptonite. For some reason, those motherfuckers had our number. They're not that good. You fucking Yeah. And also, fuck everyone in general. No, I mean, like, we are trying to get better as a podcast. Just not tonight. This is not it. Not our best. We're not submitting this one. This is going to be a good No, this is for when one of us has a terminal illness, and we're all there together, and the only thing we want to do before the illness is to the entire time of the first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> no ghost from phone to bed phone, bitch.